Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you. Hello, coach. I want to give one basketball information. I say it every week. I think the key to the team is Jordan Walsh. If you look up and he's got a combination of 12 points and rebounds, we win. Ooh. If he doesn't, we lose. Did That's he last the, night? No, he no. had five. Oh, okay. One point, four rebounds. Yeah, he did not make a five. I think they got to play the guy more. I know people don't I like him. a bit. I, I love, I, I love I just, him. I, I, think, I, I think if you can put him out there with he, – he struggles a little bit offensively, so when he gets out there and the team's struggling like last night, he gets – it looks he looks worse because but if you get him out there and there's a good flow and guys are making what shots I do and he like can play in space, man, he's But don't you like this about him? If he gets out there and a shot's not going in, he didn't keep firing. He knows he's right. not a shooter. And so I mean he shot four shots last night. You know, we got a guy you know, some people going three out of thirteen and and, and that's not a bad shooter's gotta shoot, okay? Right. But he knows what he is, I think. He's a he's a true Terrific, and I think he'll get better. I mean, he'll he'll evolve out of that. But right now, I, I think he's a terrific role player. I think I he's mean, the he's key. I a, think he's the key to our team. I really Swiss, do. When he when he's in, when he's a big part of what's going on, and a lot of times it's because of the way we're playing. It's hard for him to be a part of what's going on with the way they played last night. Because I mean, he's just he's not a guy you can throw it to and ISO, and but he can knock down shots. But where he's really good is. On the defensive end, well, it, nobody I mean, was a guy you could throw it to an ISO well, last right. night. Yeah. <laughs> can I make a uh, can I have a question for you, Joe? <laughs> Coach Kelly, feel free to weigh in as well. Uh, we often talk about collegiate basketball players specifically about what they are doing currently and what their potential is professionally. And just because you aren't necessarily lighting things up at the collegiate level, the NBA will draft you in a high position because they feel like your potential that's is all, great. That's all the draft is. <laughs> so there was a suggestion made last night. I don't remember who. must have been Jimmy, uh, I assume, that he thought maybe Black would benefit from coming back for a year and working to develop his jump shot since at his position that is highly valued nowadays where a point guard used to be strictly a facilitator. Steph Curry has changed the mold or broken the mold. Well, no, I agree. But, I mean, I think that – the G League has changed all that. I think that uh, if a kid knows he can get – I mean, I, I would be shocked next year if Anthony Black, Nick Smith, uh, who else, uh, Walsh or any other highly touted freshman, if Brazil would have stayed healthy, if he would have gone pro, I would have been shocked if any of them saw any significant minutes on any team in the NBA next year at all. I mean, I would be. I would think that a lot of them would be kind of like Jay will, kind of yeah. back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so, but again, somebody's going to throw a heap of money at you. What about you. Walsh? Do you think Walsh comes back or has a benefit to come back to work on his offense? I, know, I think he should come back. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's ready. If you're if you're t- asking me that, that's what but I'm really again, asking. It's it doesn't matter. It doesn't, I mean, if Oklahoma City says in two years. We think we can make him a player. They're going to draft. Sure, of course. You know, and so, I mean, I think that's why you can't look at 
I mean, again, I, I, as good as Nick Smith is, as highly touted as he is, I would be shocked next year if he's re- really, really relevant on a team in the NBA. But that's a different discussion, right? Right. But I, but I mean, I mean Smith and, and Black that's are, not, and that's not a slap at all. Yeah. I mean, it's he's 19 years old. Smith and Black are clearly ready to go, and they're going to be high level uh-huh. picks, and you can see the potential. Right. I'm questioning. I'm not questioning Walsh's potential. What I'm asking is, does he have enough offense where you're encouraged enough to draft him in a first or second round? I, I wouldn't. I think. I think it's there. I'd have for me to spend a pick, a one or two on on a guy like that. I'd have to feel real sure about it. Right now, I think it's there, but I'd have to see more. Because mm-hmm. he look, he's six seven. The NBA's they're they're right. bigger forwards. He would have to play really a small forward, and he can't shoot it like a small forward in the NBA. So he's got a lot of work to me. Yeah, I mean, I just think in today's NBA, you know, he you know again, you look at him, you go, okay, twenty pounds more. Okay, put 20 more pounds on him. Now you got a guy that can play three positions for you in a pinch, maybe guard four with the day, with mm-hmm. today's NBA, mm-hmm. in today's NBA. And so ball handling gets a little better, gets to where he can hit open threes, step in threes, which I, he does a pretty good job of that now. I mean, he's not his shot's not – you watch his shot, it's yeah. not broke. It's not broke at all. I mean, it's a good-looking shot. It just needs more reps and, and more confidence, but – you know, it's all there, but again, it's easier to see Black and Smith. Uh, you know, they're high, they're high side, and I think Walsh is uh, a, a little. I think it's there. I definitely think it's there, but I think it's not not as far along as the other two. Yeah. And with the with the with the the way the NBA is trending, I watch Sports Center when I'm sitting down at our, our little place, Kid <clears throat> Champion, all day. And and I, I like to watch the number stuff. And there's a huge trend, even lately, to put the ball in the hole. I mean, scoring is going up, less defense, t- you know, no, oh, yeah. no hand no. checking, all that yeah. kind of stuff. You have to be able to make shots. Right. And in the NBA, at his size, you're not going to be able to go dominate the inside. You've got to be able to make shots, and he's got to work on that. You see it in college. And to me, this is why the SEC struggles and has really, really struggled in the NCAA tournament. I mean, you look at their shooting. You got athleticism, but you don't have the shooters. It's not a good shooting league at all. I mean, and so you see this with all the teams. You know, maybe not as much Alabama. Right. But everybody else, I mean, it's – Those are two bad three-point shooting teams on the floor together last night. Right, and I mean, the game I had last night in the second half, you know what they shot from three? Hmm. One for freaking 20. (laughs) One for 20. I think I could sign up and do better than I mean, that. For sure and and I mean, I'm sitting there, and I'm, you're trying to say it in a nice way, and it's like, dude, drive the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, drive the freaking ball. I mean, you're, I Don't mean, you think that's been Kentucky's problem over the last 10 years? I mean, they won a championship, but they've had freak athletes, but when it came absolutely. to the NCAA tournament, they couldn't shoot outside. St. Pete's last year. Go look and see why they got beat. Pack it in. Make them shoot. Couldn't make a shot. Yeah. Uh, let's take a couple calls here, and uh, oh, good. Gary's in Conway. Hi, Gary. Hey, I, I, I'm from Conway, and I'm driving in Tennessee now, but I'm glad that Joe's on. I was going to say, me and my brother-in-law went to see Conway play Bryant twice in football this year, and I'm thinking Conway's just as good as Bryant. Well, it was terrible, and the only thing good about the trip was we ate at Corky's both times. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very you. embarrassing. Y'all kind of stole my thunder when I called. I was going to talk about A.B. and Jordan Walsh. I said, do you think that all the NBA scouts in Alabama and Tennessee affected their play? Because they, they both had miserable games, worst of the year, I think. Do you think the NBA scouts 
they were pressing or anything about that? There are people who have blacklisted as the number one pick. I saw I saw the thing that Arkansas releases. This was a few couple weeks ago. I'm not saying he is number one uh, pick. Yeah, like in the draft. In the draft. Yes, I'll show you what I was looking at. Put, put down the pipe. Throw that away. Yeah, put the pipe There's down. no way Victor won by Yama. That's some guy. That's some pick. kid in a corner. This is, I'm sorry, college player. College oh, okay. Player. College right. player. I still... No, well, no. again, I'm not yeah. making the argument. I'm gotcha. just telling you what I read. Gotcha. Arkansas puts that thing. Look at this. <clears throat> I read a lot of game notes. Arkansas puts out the best game notes, and they are so no, thorough. All... But they've got like 15 different evaluators, and they're like, they have this guy, number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number two. And uh, somebody had him, and somebody else had Nick. I think it was SI had Nick Smith number one, maybe. But anyway. no, they're definitely they're definitely going to play in the league, and they're going to definitely they're going they're going to be good players. Hopefully, they'll get with good organizations and good coaches, and I mean, and 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 they can blossom and and really you know mature the right way. And because I think they're both of those two guys' upside is tremendous. Yeah, I think what uh, got to Thanks, them Gary. maybe not the scouts was that Tennessee defense. They they hadn't seen anything like that. Maybe Mississippi State, but it, it's frustrating after a while. And then you start pressing, and then you start trying to do too much, and then that's what we saw with some of the turnovers that were just terrible turnovers, but they were just frustrated trying to do something different, and it created and it just resulted in some really sloppy play. And you had trouble stopping them or rebounding or whatever, uh, and so you never had the opportunity to get the rebound, kick it out, and push it. You were taking it out of the net yeah. and walking it up the floor, and good luck with that. This is a question that you would ask. This is a West-like question. Okay. What were you more disappointed in last night, the offense or the defense? <laughs> Me, defense. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you can't let Tennessee score 70. This is a, Arkansas is a defensive team. That's how they won the, their games. We said first one to I, 62, didn't we? I would, <laughs> didn't I would agree with that from the standpoint of a lot of the things that happened – to them, Arkansas defensively were physicality things, where it just just effort get out of my way. Yeah. And, I mean, it wasn't it, it wasn't any kind of oh my gosh, what a great play or man, what a great it was just they're shooting lights out. It was just this no. is this is gonna sound kind of minute too. It was but. like when somebody can run the ball on you in football and get six yards every freaking time, and there's you nothing you can do about it. If, That's the way it kind of felt last would night. Would y'all do y'all is this a real deal? If so, if you shoot a three-pointer, that's got a little bit better chance of being an offensive rebound than a normal shot inside the paint. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I think it depends on the type of team you have on the floor. Okay. Like well, last night with Florida, when you got four guards out there that can yeah. run them down. Right, right, right. Okay. So. But but in last night's game, generally speaking, I'd have a rule as a coach because I had some in football. If this happens, okay, I'm going to take them out. We're going to we're going to we're going to do a little do a little extra conditioning, that kind of thing. But if you shoot more three-pointers than the other team and they out-rebound you offensively because they out-rebounded us nine to six offensively neither team did a great job on the offensive boards but but we also shot six more three-pointers to them with the kind of people we had and the height we have and the length we have we should never get out-rebounded offensively if we're shooting that many more three-pointers than them because some of those should come our way tracking them down that kind of Absolutely. stuff and I think that's a big deal I think that's like the those hustle, those mm-hmm. hustle value points that oh, coaches they, put together. Arkansas also West made touched on it earlier. They looked sluggish. Also mm-hmm. made eight of twenty-two, and they were dismal. Four of sixteen from three. So yeah, but they missed twelve. Yeah, okay, and we missed fourteen. Okay, and they still got more offensive rebounds. What was the free by, throw? By how many? By well, if you want to look at it, by fifty percent. What was the free throw? By one. No, nine the... to six. Offensive rebounds. Arkansas had nine, and Tennessee had ten. 
Oh, I've got on this. I've got on this one nine to six. I'm the official yeah, box it's score. Nine, ten. What was the oh, free man. throw? Disparity? I see you working. But what's the, the Arkansas sucked? But I just find it. I'm on like CBS Sports or something. Yeah, they've got it wrong. But I see you working. Thirteen to twenty-two. I like the theory. Thirteen uh, to twenty-two. What it is the, uh, for free throws. Hang on a second. Thirteen to twenty-two for Arkansas and seventeen to twenty-five for Tennessee. So they weren't great. They were only sixty-eight percent. But see, Arkansas's mo, the Muss's mo, the last well since he's been here has been. We get our points driving it and at the free throw line. The the discrepancy is the dead ball rebounds, offensive oh, rebounds. Oh, okay. Uh, you get an offensive rebound on a free throw, right? Yeah. Uh, a missed free throw on a, on the first uh, free throw, and then if it you know if it goes, goes out of bounds, the, uh, yeah, yeah, that's so my, a team so rebound. So this would actually be more accurate on the three point on yeah, the three yeah. point theory, yes, because yeah. the dead ball rebounds, yeah, you know, don't those, count. Those don't those aren't anyway. So now we got out rebounded by fifty percent. Good point, coach. Excellent anal- analyst, right Good there. Numbers. Rogers in Hot Springs. Hey, Roger. My head hurts. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> uh, good. good. Joe said it's too early for math. What's up with you? Oh, not much. I just wanted to call and tell you I enjoy your show a lot. Thank you. And like getting little... back to the guys going to the NBA, I think they all need to come back because I don't think none of them's ready, including Nick Smith Jr. All right. Thank you for the That's call. That's all I got to say about it. I'm a big Razorback fan, and I'm a big Joe Klein fan. Well, you're half right. Thank you very much for the call. <laughs> Again, I mean, all right. Thank you. Let me say this though: when the Razorbacks won the national title, those guys all could have gone pro. Right. They decided to come back. What if these guys get a pact and they're like, you know what? Screw that. We're gonna win a title, guys. This is why, because <laughs> because now, nowadays what says what the guy not getting millions of dollars next year. What everybody's trying to get to is that second contract, and so if you can get in the league earlier. You can get to that second. The, you, not, your first contract's really good money. I mean, I'm not going to. But if you can do well, that second contract is can Huge. be a, Well, all a, Nick needed to prove is that he could stay healthy for 10 games, and he's going to do that. So mm-hmm. I hope. You never know, I guess, but I hope that's the case. Rye Boy, what's up? Yeah, good morning, guys. I really love your show. Man, I uh, just want to give a shout out sweet. to Mr. Joe Klein. I'm a huge fan of Joe. Watch him play at Arkansas Listen, everybody, feel free to call in and talk about how great the show is. You guys don't have to kiss Joe's butt too. No, I mean, we've got we've got four. I got four well, more kids yeah. calling and three uncles and a couple aunts that got to call in. And, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, and just. For the record, you know, this is not the kiss of Joe's you-know-what because I've got to call him out and ask yes. him to please explain to me yeah, Joe. why someone on this radio station just spoke so highly of Mr. Walsh's defense ability when he is the foulingest guy on the team. It's, I, and I'm cheering for the guy. I hope he does great. I'm glad he plays for us. But... Mr. Klein, please explain to me why I'm wrong yeah. on no. uh, my interpretation yeah. of how he plays. Oh, Wes jumping on the bandwagon quick. No. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> Wes is just glad somebody's coming after me instead of him. So you're welcome, Wes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I've, I, I've, I've watched him in practice. I've watched him in games. He's got great length. Now he's a freshman. He's a, he gets undisciplined, just like the shots you see. Anthony Black and those guys take the, the the turnovers and things they do. They they do it out of, of uh, youth and not. But when he's sound and he's he can guard in college, he can guard four positions. That that's undisputable. 
I mean, he can guard now. Does he make bad decisions? Absolutely. Does he gamble and do some things? Absolutely. But when he's sound and plays sound defense, he's the best defender on the team on the perimeter, and he can guard four positions. Better, better than, than Devo? Yes. Listen to us. Hmm. We're protective of Devo. Six seven. There you Devo's go, Rye boy. I hope that four. hope that was good for you. We got to we got to move on. I got one more quick call here. And then uh, we've got to get to it because Michael Felder's coming up on the other side to talk some football. We've got to ask him about this deal at Georgia, which crazy story this morning. And then also, is J- Jalen – I can't I can't even say it. I can't even say it. Not Jalen. Um, the quarterback at Alabama. Is he too small to play in the NFL? That's oh. That's been the talking head conversation. Real on quick on Debo, ESPN. though. I think with Debo defensively, you're seeing a three-year guy to a one-year guy. Okay. Well, then let's get Jordan Walsh to stay two more years. What's up, Navy Mike? <laughs> But, no, Bryce Young needs 10 more pounds, and then he's the number one pick. But if he doesn't get 10 more pounds, he's not the Undraftable? He's undraftable. That's what I heard I don't for know an hour that. yesterday. I heard a little bit of that, too. I don't, uh, undraftable's a stretch. No, we were just kidding. No, they yeah. were like, no. he's going to drop, though. Right, like, right. And I'm like, and, and he might. He might. I don't think so. People are so starved for quarterbacks. Somebody's going to take a chance. I don't care if he gets it. It's a anywhere. tease, guys. We're talking on the other side. <laughs> we gotta, this is Navy Mike's time. Okay. You guys are oh, stepping yeah. on sorry, a step. Navy I'm sorry. Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey it's, it's, hey, it's all good, guys. Yeah. Hey, what's up, what's up, Justin? Um, you know, uh, you know, Joe. I, I I've been watching the Knicks. Um, they're quietly, you know, right there in the four and five spot, uh, seed in the West or, or the East. And I, you know, it's it's pretty much all built around Julius Randle. I mean, he's quietly becoming one of the one of the better players in the league. And you know, it, I mean, is that sustainable? I mean, I, I don't know, but like, he's a really good player. How how far do you think they can get? You know, in the playoffs, because they're clearly going to be one of the, you know, uh, favorites to maybe even win the West. I think, in my opinion, and um, I think like his trajectory is just is just skyrocketing, in my opinion. You know, the last two right. or three seasons. So uh, I just want to get your comments on that and whatnot. And uh, y'all take care, man. The addition of Brunson is huge. It's it's huge. It gives them another guy that so they can. Last year in the playoffs, the Hawks just loaded up on Julius Randle. Wouldn't let him drive right. Pushed him left every time, and and they got they they locked him up. And so, uh, and and without anybody else making shots or anything, they they couldn't they couldn't handle it. Now they got another guy with Brunson that frees up Barrett more, and it frees up all these other guys to get better and cleaner looks. They've shown in the East that they can definitely be competitive. They've they've held their own with the Knicks and the Sixers, and I mean they're they're a team that I don't know that they can go all the way to the finals, but they can they can definitely send send a couple people home, no doubt. We got at a break, eleven thirty one. We're going to talk to Michael Felder about college football news and notes. Uh, he's a big fan of Coach Kelly, so we'll probably get his backside kiss a little bit in the next segment. Sorry, Joe, you'll just have to listen in. I'm going to be driving home and listen to that, y'all. Yeah, enough, huh? I mean, really? enough. I God, George, get, I mean, I mean, I Joe give. gets a couple of kisses on the cheek. I got to get out here. while the getting's good. Well, I'm running out of family to call in. Dan, Dana's, <laughs> Dana's texting him, Joe, get home. I missed you. You were gone for two days. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, right, Is that right? right? What's going on? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go with that story. <laughs> Thanks, She's buddy. Like, I think right here it says, I thought you said you were getting in at 5 p.m. instead of 10 a.m. And then she said, dang it. <laughs> Shopping's Love. pre-canceled. Love. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Go see, see Joe Corky's. Have a good day. You too. Eleven thirty-one. We're back in a minute.
You're listening to the dumbest radio show in America. Hey, Shots, it's actually after 10 a.m. now. My apologies. You're listening to the smartest radio show in America. The Zone with Justin Acri and Westmore is back. It's 1136. Welcome back in the zone. Westmore, Justin Acri, HB sitting in for Todd Pierce. Kevin Kelly's here with us. And I don't know what those guys are talking about, but it must have been really compelling because they didn't bother to stop when the show started again. Wes is always really compelling. Yeah, that's what he is. Hey, um. <laughs> that's mean. You're so mean. He knows oh. I love him. He knows I love him. Um, I was just thinking to myself about something here. You know, we're about to put cameras in here, Coach. Why is that? Um, I don't know. People Warrism? like video content. Yeah, so I can show up to work without a shirt on, and you know, people will talk about it. Nice. I'll grow some paste nice. AM. No, but um, we're gonna. And I just started thinking, like, I'm gonna have to limit my eye rolls and all my negative facial expressions. I'm gonna have to put on a happy face. Hey, everybody! Some you of your uh, other expressions that you make. Mm-hmm. I can't make flip yeah. any fingers. Yep. I can't do that. You know how Pat Bradley on the SEC Network does that incredibly cheesy giant face smile, like yes. the guy from The Simpsons? Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm going to have to like practice that. That you've never seen except for on that show. Yeah, and yeah. Pat is a smiler. Pat's a happy guy, but we're going to have to really start getting cognizant of that. And Wes isn't so bad. Wes, Wes does occasionally make that dismissive Wes face. Wes used to being on camera all the time. Well, he's got Rebecca slash Navy Mike face, and that's a face that you're going to have to limit. Like, I'm disgusted by this call already. Are you already. kidding me again, yes, that, that face? We need to put the camera behind me. I have a radio face. We're on the same boat. I have a... Uh, a face for radio and a voice for newspaper coach, but I've made it. God, You're going to be fine. Anyway, we're going to talk about Bryce Young because that's what people want to talk about on ESPN, and I want Michael to poo-poo it, but maybe he'll agree. I don't know. Michael Felder joining us. He is the voice of reason on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Michael, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. I just picked my kid up from pickup, so we are rolling and getting ready to get home. That was a heck of a school day we had today. Early. <laughs> Half a day? Yeah, man. I'm excited. Let's talk Let's talk about Bryce Young. Well, I want to talk about why, why are we out of school already. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Where do I, I'm trying to get that work day. All right, she's four. Got a half day. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're about the same height, I'm guessing, so uh, I should be able to get out of work half a day. I don't know. I got to work on this. Hey, you're telling me. All right. So, yes, Bryce Young. So, a friend of mine just texted me this, and he's kind of a uh, stat nerd and handicapper. He said, Bryce Young's true height, 5'10 and a half. He was listed at six feet one ninety four at Bama. He would be the first quarterback listed six feet or shorter and under two hundred pounds, selected in the first round in the common draft era, and the first quarterback listed under two hundred pounds selected in the first round since Jim McMahon in eighty two. Can he still be great? Yes. Would I bet on it? No. What do you think about all this, Michael? This is the first time I've heard anybody mention Bryce Young's size in comparison to his play. His size has been a, an issue. That's the biggest issue. That's why people have CJ Stroud over him. But the reality of it is, I, I don't care, uh, especially in modern college football. You know, I talk, we kind of hit on this a little bit when we had dinner. Um, the game's built for Bryce Young, a guy with a quick trigger, a guy that's mobile enough to get out of trouble and mobile enough to steal yards from you, and a guy who the rules are going to protect. You're not going to be able to hit this guy. You're not going to be able to destroy him the way you would have been able to do, you know, a decade ago, two decades ago, three decades ago. So the game's built for him. He is he is what he's a prime looking quarterback. You don't have to be six five. You don't have to be two hundred and thirty five pounds. 
he is fine. And I know that obviously he's packing on weight to try to appear to be over 200 pounds for the combine, and he's going to wait to throw at his pro day. But the reality for me, Dane's built for Bryce Young. Bryce is going to be fine. This is a guy that's got a remarkable processing. Um, like his brain is a remarkable processing mechanism, and I'm very excited to see what he what what he does when he gets into the next to the next level. Uh, okay, who is your favorite little QB of all time, Coach? I mean, easy. Are we going to go Flutie? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's easy. That, that feels like a classic answer. Breeze. But I also think I think Breeze is another good one. I, I think obviously Russell Wilson is not a tall guy, true, but he was mobile enough to uh, to get out of trouble and make things happen. Obviously, he's on the decline of his career right now. But I, I, honestly, I think I'll go Russell Wilson because I remember watching him. Goodness gracious, he beat the wheels off of us in 2008. I went up to visit my girlfriend, and um, literally we went to the game. It was a cold November um, Saturday, and Russell Wilson just tore us apart. And then folks in the Big Ten didn't think he was going to do anything, and he got up there and he gave them the work too. So I just, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson in terms of guys that are on the side of short. Okay. I don't think the concern for me is this. Uh, we've seen short quarterbacks. It's the size. It's uh, the the fr- yeah. frail frame. You, you look at some of the smaller guys, and they injury prone. Uh, and that that would be the concern that you, that you spend a number one overall pick on a quarterback that could get hurt. But then Sorry, sir. you look at big quarterbacks. I mean, heck, I'm a Dak fan. Dak's been hurt. He gets hurt. He's a big quarterback. Yep. Quarterbacks do oh, yeah. get hurt. So I don't know where to where I, to go on it. I agree. I agree with. I agree with. Young, I, I think he's going to be fantastic. I think he's extremely intelligent. Watch him. He's one of the ones that doesn't try to get the extra yards. Dak does a little bit. You know, the, everybody's trying to follow in the, the Josh Allen footsteps a little bit and make the team think, hey, I'm a rough, tough guy, mm-hmm. which doesn't work in the NFL if you're a quarterback. And uh, But I'm a big yeah. Bryce Young fan. I, th- I think his mind's there. I think he's going to hit, hit less because he gets rid of the ball faster. I think when he does run, yep. he gets out of bounds or gets down way early and makes sure he doesn't get hit. Yep. And like you said, like Michael said, they, they protect you so well in the NFL, and that's not going to get any worse. They reviewed this week, they reviewed all the late hits on quarterbacks or all the personal fouls on quarterbacks, and they said out of them all, and you remember how ticky-tacky some of them were, there were only two that were questionable. Um, think about it. That means yeah. they're headed towards even more of that protection. So you're telling me if they change the rule in the offseason that they're going to let the quarterback be tackled like everybody else, he should worry about it, but until then, don't worry about it? That's exactly right. Okay. Uh, we're talking to Michael Felder on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. If you're talking about in. rules changes. I heard today they're looking at and they're going to examine this. The Philadelphia Eagles quarterback sneak? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting rid of it. And you Did you make read it illegal. why? Did you read the statement? Because that is not an aesthetically pleasing play for the fans. That's the dumbest reason I have ever heard I think it was anywhere. Pleasing for the Eagles fans. It was pleasing for. <laughs> there's a million plays in football not aesthetically pleasing. I mean, that's the dumbest thing I've ever. Then outlaw the fullback run, outlaw all quarterback sneaks. I mean, just if that. guys were getting hurt like they did with the old wedge, I get that. But if there's no if there's no Nobody's increased energy, hurt. yeah, that's what I'm saying. If there's no increased injury risk, I don't know why. You I would. hate penalizing people because I felt this when I was coaching in high school. We with the National Federation, they would somebody. I had an guy he'd come up hey we're doing the kevin kelly rule this year you know and they would change rules about yeah. things if you're changing a rule just because they figured out a good way to do yeah. something that's legal then that's a dumb reason you hate the yeah. innovator you hate injury the... only is the only reason yeah, that's you it stop you, you know and michael i'm sure you're familiar with this film in the movie spies like us i mean the great work of art that it was there was a line in there that said we mock what we don't understand and that's what's happening right now and i will not stand for it coach i'm with you what are you gonna do let's go pick I, the nfl I, the, the the quarterback sneak thing i 
as, and I get, I'm a defensive guy. It's, if it's a quarterback sneak, should be the quarterback making a play. And should be the lineman making a play, the quarterback making a play, not three other guys behind him pushing him. And I just, I think about it because I also extrapolate that to, uh, we saw Michigan do it a, a very, a, a fair amount this year, where it's, uh, you, you hand off to um, Blake Corum, Corum gets, gets bugged up early, and then the offensive line come in behind and they drag, they basically are dragging him across. That's the part that bothers me because if you're going to legislate for progress, you've got to stop it when the for progress stops. That's my issue. But don't change the, the rule. Don't change the rule. Just legislate how fast they sure. blow the whistles. Forward progress to stop. Blow the whistle, referees. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. <clears throat> but if you are going to allow for people to pull and all those things, then what we need, that what I need to have happen, and, and Coach, I'd love to get your thoughts on this, happen is if I tackle some, if I, if I initiate my tackle one yard in front of the, the line of scrimmage, if we're going to let them push and pull, then I'm able to push and pull this guy, and you got to put him down after I, tie, after I push him back for you. you got to do the same thing. That's the way. Like, there's only two ways. Whistle comes when four progress to stop, or you call it both ways, where when the defense, like, you're not moving the ball up five yards. Because it's one of those things where it's very clearly deck is stacked. We just talked about all the rules that are made for quarterbacks and protection of quarterbacks. and all. We know the deck is stacked against the defense. You don't get to have five guys running the football when it's one guy running the football. That's all. But what it, You know what? I think that is the most, in, in calling college football games, that is the most frustrating thing and the most inconsistent thing is when forward progress is stopped. Yeah. Because I let, I've seen yeah. guys let it go on for three or four or five seconds. And I've seen guys stop it way too soon, too. And I'm like, what are we doing? There's no consistency with that. I, I think the good answer is, like Michael said, okay, then put the ball down where it is when his knee's down, whether he was hit and drove backwards. But for progress, mm-hmm. they did that rule because people were literally – running backs were up, and they were hitting them lower, holding them up, and picking them up and carrying them right. back. And they're like, wait, the guy couldn't get down. And so that's, you know, a whole nother. And at that time, though, if you'll remember, then you also could not assist the runner. So it was equal on both sides. Mm -hmm. And now that it's that way, maybe you do put it back. The backs will learn real quick to get lower or get down. Of course, then it takes away from the offensive part of the game, and that's what they market. Michael, let me ask ask you about – we haven't talked about this yet, and I don't want you to hold the the Florida State angle against Dion with his history. But, you know, my my old co-host, Pat Bradley, used to say – there are there are three people who can say what they want: kids, old people, and Charles Barkley. I'm going to add Deion Sanders to that list now. So now it's a group of four. Deion can get away with dang yeah. near anything. He recently made some comments. I mean, I know it was somewhat tongue in cheek, but he talked about how when he recruits a quarterback, he wants a kid who's in the classroom, doing well, smart kid, comes from a two parent home, stable environment, and when he gets a defensive lineman, he wants a guy who's got a you know single parent. He's got some dog in him. Obviously, a little bit of a shady background, whatever. He's cool with that. Or I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Um, I didn't find it offensive. Some people flipped out. Yeah, some people flipped out about it. I mean, look, there's probably a grain of truth in that for some coaches. And, again, I think with Dion, I just look at it totally differently. He can say almost anything. And I'm like, okay, it's Dion. I mean, some of the stuff he pulled when he got to Colorado, not many coaches could have gotten away with that either. It's not right that he can say whatever he wants, though, and get away with it. I mean, if you think of uh, – I mean, if, uh, if our guy, if Pittman says that, what happens? Well, he ain't Dion. Well, nobody's being reprimanded by the university. Probably NCAA calls him into the office. I mean, you know, I just think it's that's a sure. crazy thing, and I don't think he should have said it either. I think I think it's wrong to say. Yeah, I, look, here's the thing, and 
everybody, every school's different. Every coach is different. Here's the reality for me. Like, I know that what he, part of what he said when he's talking about quarterbacks, Stanford does apply that sort of um, standard to their, to what they're doing. Um, it's, you know, it's more GPA based. Obviously, their slogan was what intellectual brutality. Um, but the kids that Stanford is targeting, most of them have professional parents. Yes, I understand that. But the, the way, I guess for me, the way that Dion said it, it did feel like some combination of, of I, I don't know, man. I, again, I'm a defensive guy. Like, Dion, like, Dion is like, it felt exclusatory. Is that a word? But it, it, it felt like Dion, like Dion wouldn't have been able to play quarterback for himself. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's a good point. Like he would have been able to play quarterback for himself. And that's the part that kind of rubbed me the wrong way is the idea of eliminating these guys who, like, one, they're looking for a shot, but two, they're still getting – like, having two parents doesn't make you a better person than someone that's got a single mom or a single dad that's working their – that's busting their hump mm-hmm. to make things work. You know, not having the, the academics that, you know, that, that – because, again, I guess it speaks to privilege, right? And and I think about this a lot because I am I'm someone that I grew up in a two-parent household. My parents were both teachers and then became administrators in school in the school system. And, like, I knew how to get to college. I was going to go to college no matter what with football. But that was a privilege that was afforded. Someone who comes from a family who they don't – maybe their parents never went to college. Maybe their parents don't know how to get into college. Maybe their parents don't know what classes they should be directing their kids to take. I don't think that they should be discounted from that quarterback spot. I know you've seen this before. I've seen it before where we see guys get slotted into positions simply because of things and not get the opportunity to be the quarterback. Not because mm-hmm. they turn to play quarterback moving forward. So that's the part that's frustrating. That's why I really like talking to guys like uh, George Whitfield mm-hmm. and uh, Quincy Avery because they, like, they want to give these kids chances uh, not just to run around, but to teach them the art of playing quarterback. And I do think that quarterback does speak to, and, and Dion kind of, what is it, saying the quiet part out loud, he, he, he really did talk about how, like, quarterback is a role that's reserved for privileged, for privileged players, by and large. Because if you, it's not just the, 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 the stable household, but it's the money. It's the money that comes with the two-parent household. The money that comes with that means that you can get your quarterback coach. You can get to go see Whitfield. You get to go see uh, Jordan, uh, um, um, Jordan Palmer. You get to go do those things with those guys. You get to travel around to go to camps. And a guy that someone that can't afford it doesn't get that same opportunity. So I just, for me, it's a very um, – I felt charged about it. I was frustrated by it. And I think it was even more frustrating that it was a guy who is from a single-parent household who – literally said he wanted to be good at football so that he could take his mom, he could buy his mom a house, and to then flip it on its ear, that that was a little bit discouraging. Does that make sense? Yeah, and and I'm glad he's playing the music because I was fixing to jump on that bandwagon and give you about five other reasons I'm with you on that one. And uh, and it's not fair. It's not right to to just single – to me – to single a guy and say, you know, you're a single parent kid. You're not going to be a quarterback. But but my bigger thing with that is – just because something, you know, I'm a firm believer in don't get up there and say something dishonest. Don't say it on the air. Don't say it in the newspaper. It happens yep. all the time, but it is. But just because something might be true, let's say he does look for that. Doesn't mean you should say sure. it. Like, let's say you think I'm a yep. not an ugly guy. That's all fine. I'm an ugly guy. It's a, it's a fact. 
but I don't need people on the sidewalk yelling at me when I come out of my house. I mean, I don't think you should say it just because it's true. I've had coaches tell me things that I would not repeat on the air that are in recruiting, which I think people, if I told you the things, you'd be like, yeah, that's probably true. That probably does happen regularly with coaches, but it's not something you want to say in probably a public forum. No, no, and you're right. He gets that. All we've done is prove that you're right. Dion can say whatever he wants to. Yes, okay. He gets away with it, all. and that is the final word. Uh, shouldn't be that way, but that's the way it is. I just I'm going to put him in that elite group. Anyway, Michael, we got to run. I appreciate the time. Be safe with the youngster, and I will talk to you again in a couple weeks. Appreciate the time. Sounds good. You guys take it easy. All right, thank you, Michael Felder. Always interesting. Eleven fifty two. We got to hit a break. We are behind. Wes just yelled at me. Come on, let's go. I don't have a uh, Christian here to keep on me about that stuff. HP doesn't care. He's not. He's not paying attention. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the Zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Listen to your favorite show on the Buzz app or online at 1037thebuzz.com. Bico Tires has a really good deal right now. Buy three tires. Fourth tire is absolutely free. There are no gimmicks, no tricks, no mail-in coupon. They haven't jacked up the prices on the first three tires to make their money on the fourth tire. It is a legitimate buy three, get the fourth tire free. we got more rain moving in. Now's a good time to act. Get those new set of tires. Don't be slipping around, hydroplaning. It's dangerous for you. It's dangerous for the other people on the road. They have a great selection of tires. they got the Big O Tire. And they do more than just tires. All kinds of maintenance. Big O tires. They're in Cabot and Conway. On Conway, they're on Hark Rider in Cabot. It is Prospect Court right in front of Kroger. It's Big O tires, the team we trust. Kevin Kelly's here. Thanks to Bowen Heffley Orthopedics. Much more with him coming up next hour. Rebecca has sent in a Asher Record Live fan feedback. I usually don't get offended, but when you put me in the same category as Navy Mike, I kind of take offense. I realize Wes isn't a fan of my calls, but surely he can appreciate the fact that at least unlike Navy Mike, I can and will call in when my team loses and eat crow and admit that I was wrong. I think I heard her talking about this on Out of Bounds yesterday. Look, here's the deal. Wes gets annoyed by your calls. Wes gets annoyed by Navy Mike's calls. That's not to say that you guys are the same. He just he gets annoyed by a lot of guys' calls. There are other play people that call in that he gets, he rolls his eyes when they call in too, so don't take it personally. He, hell, he gets offended by half the stuff I say. Bert says, pretty good analysis by Joe versus poor Homer analysis by Pat yesterday. No way this team is a Final Four contender or locked for the tourney. Well, those are two completely different things. Kentucky wins Saturday and then bid his 50-50 in low-energy game in Nashville. Will A.B. and Nick play in the NIT? That's a great question, Bert. They're not going to the NIT. Boy, I hope you don't have to eat those words. They're, they're, they're not ranked I agree. 14. I know. Y'all and, yelled and, at me last week when I, or week before last when I asked the question, are we for sure going to the NCAA? Y'all acted like I'd ask if we're for sure a basketball team. They're still the 14th NET-ranked team, and if they lose to Kentucky, it's not going to drop enough to bounce them Kentucky's out. Kentucky's 19. Yeah. If you lose the first-round game or your second-round game, which would be the second round, through a team in the SEC tournament, yeah, well, you're remember, probably going to be playing like an Auburn. Remember another tournament team we, in the first round. If you lose to Kentucky, because you're going to be like a ten seed. So yeah, we don't get to be in the top sixty-eight because the last twenty-four are going to mid-majors and really small conference champions and that kind of stuff. Well, they may end up in Dayton, and that's the last thing they yeah. want. Well, the last thing they want is the NIT. Actually.